Hey C3 family, welcome to Church Online and thank you for your flexibility to allow our ladies to go away this weekend to the Cherish Conference at Awaken Church in San Diego, California. I've been in touch with Rowena and she says the ladies are having the time of their life. So thank you to all of you for your flexibility to allow for an online only gathering. Now with that, I wanna remind you that we are in pre-launch mode as a church. We're building out that new facility there in Orchards, Washington. And as we're doing that, meeting in Footprints Church here in Ridgefield, we are shifting out of the last 18 to 20 months of just being in survival mode, trying to be online, trying to survive in a tent, trying to survive in someone else's facility. And we're about to shift forward into our own facility. And so we're shifting out of survival mode, but forward into team mentality. And with that, we're leaning into the relationships around us. We've got a bunch of events that we plan, not for the sake of an event, but for the sake of building relationships. And also, we're really focusing in on who we are as a church family in our series entitled Intentionally Us. And as we get ready to step into tonight's message, we'll also be receiving communion at the very end. So if you don't have wine and bread or juice and crackers, whatever you will use, if you don't have those ready, hit pause right here get up and get those elements and come back and hit play. Now tonight my message is entitled, Be the Team. So let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for the beautiful church, C3 in Southwest Washington. God, I pray a blessing over them. Father, help us to shift into team, to be the team for here and now that you've called us to be so that those who don't know you will and so that your purposes in our lives are fulfilled. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, every great mission requires a team. No one man can do any great thing alone. And the layers of team are often like an onion. Jesus had an incredible team and he had an upfront team that we read about in Matthew chapter 10, verses two through four. It's there that we discover the 12 disciples that are listed by name. And it's not a perfect team. We know on that team we have James and John, who argued about being first in the kingdom of God. We have Peter, who denied the Lord three times and went off and had a pity party until Jesus challenged him to step back onto the team. We even have Judas Iscariot, who was the one who betrayed Jesus. And Jesus knew that, and yet Jesus included him in on the team. There's some things to learn, even from potentially bad team members at times. And so often, because it's part of what God does, team members are in that transformational process. And so what they are today is not what they will be tomorrow. And, and the Lord himself works in the hearts of those people so that they can become the greatest team members the team knows. Now, way too often, we think of the team as being those key players that are out on the field, spotlights are on them, TV cameras are rolling. But the truth is, teams have so many more people behind the scenes than maybe those who are on the stage. I love the portion of scripture in Luke chapter eight where we discover that Jesus had a behind the scenes team along with those disciples. It says, and the 12 were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. People joined the team who had been impacted by the team. It goes on to say, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's household manager. It's amazing, some of the people that will end up on the team, people who were actually from 
regions or groups or movements that were against the team, they become impacted by the team and join the team. I notice it says, and many others who provided for them out of their means. Now, there's a place for everyone on Team Jesus where they can step into their spot using their talent, their treasure, and their time to impact the team so that the team can win and so that they individually can win as well. Paul the Apostle followed this team tradition as he began to plant churches. First, he partnered up with Barnabas and then later on with Silas and with Timothy. And while those are many of the people on the front of the stage, Paul regularly speaks to the team behind the scenes. When you read any one of his books, close towards the end, he acknowledges many of those team members. Like consider here, Romans chapter 16, Paul mentions Phoebe and says that she had been a patron of many and of myself as well. A patron is somebody who supports physically and financially the person that they're patronizing. Mentions also Prisca and Aquila, fellow workers who risked their necks for my life. Mary, who has worked hard for all of you. Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stockies. Also workers in the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Man, tr imagine those names. And finally, he mentions Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord. So Paul's mission required a team. And in the exact same way, our church is a team. It's a family. It's a family with roles and responsibilities and hierarchy, but it functions as a team because our mission is to not only establish our church, but as a church to create environments that are impactful for people where when they step into those moments, they experience God. They experience his presence. They experience his truth. And in the process, they're drawn to, to believe Believe what God is saying. Believe what God is saying about them, about him, about who they are, about their present, about their sin, about their forgiveness, about their future. They, they come into that moment and our mission is to help them to believe, finding then a place for them to belong in the church, in this community, in the, in the kingdom of God, and in the mission that we have together. Also helps them to become the person that God has intended for them to be. Now again, during this pre-launch season, we've been talking about shifting out of survival and shifting forward into team. And we have been in survival mode. Probably you as an individual, worried about your job, worried about finances, worried about your health. You've been holding on, trying to figure out what to do. And as a church, that is true as well of us. We've been trying to survive the places we've been at and the new challenges that we're facing. Some people leaving, new people coming, what will the, the, the next mandate require of us? And in this season, we have said it's time to shift out of that survival mindset and shift forward into the mission of establishing this church and especially launching in the Orchards neighborhood. Here's an important fact about shifting. While shifting is theoretical, it has to be intentional. It has to be something you actually do. Driving a car that's a manual transmission, you can know the theoretical of what to do, but sitting in the car, if you don't engage intentionally in shifting, you will be stuck idling in the driveway. And I wanna challenge you to ask yourself the question right here and right now, 
have you intentionally shifted? While we've been talking about the theoretical of shifting as a church, is it possible that maybe you've mentally agreed, but you haven't yet actually practically shifted? Have you shifted from survival into team? We've actually created some specific steps to help you practically do that. Because if we don't intentionally shift from survival to team, we will step into a new season functioning under an old paradigm and it will not translate to effectiveness, to winning, to reaching new people, to carrying that, that atmosphere of faith and that excitement about God's best and pursuing after it. We will be holding on still for dear life. And that is not an effective church. That's not who we are. That's not who we are going to be. So here's a couple of very practical steps that I'm asking you to take. Number one, we want you to register. Now I know some of you have been on the team for a very long time and you're like, Steve, I'm already on the team. I'm all in. But I think sometimes a simple practical step that may even feel redundant should be taken in order to be able to establish a new thing, a crossing over of the line. Uh, I'm leaving the past, I'm stepping into the future. So myself, Pastor Rowena, and the rest of our church family, I'm asking you to register online to join the team. Now there's some uh, explanation of all that once you get to the website using the QR code or jumping onto the front page of our website. But suffice it to say, I'm asking all of you today to take this physical step. It is from neutral to year one so that we can begin this process of shifting. The second component is be in weekend gatherings. Weekend gatherings are always critical. You've heard me say it over and over. I'm not the church, you're not the church. In fact, we are the church when we gather. The original Greek word for church is a gathering of people. And so it's so centric to our, our, our Christian walk and so centric to our mission that we gather regularly. But now more than ever, I'm asking you to gather, especially as we focus on this series of Intentionally Us. It's to reset the, the, the fragrance or the temperature for the room so that all of us leaning forward, we know why we're doing what we're doing. We're grabbing onto the most valuable things of the who we are so that together we can all row in a forward direction. So be in our weekend gatherings and participate in this series because it's meant to be the, the, the basics of our playbook. It's the fundamentals of how our church functions. Third, join us every Tuesday online and at home for Tuesday prayer. Every single week when you get up in the morning on our social media channels is going to be a pre-launch prayer list, things for you to pray for to help our launch be successful. I'm asking you to do that every single week. And I'm asking you to set aside a time with your family to include your entire family so that your family participates in this process. You know, there's nothing like a, a building fund that your, kids, your children contribute to and it's formal that when they step through the front doors of the church, they have a sense of ownership. It was part of their work that made this possible. And so I'm asking you as families to set up a family devotional time using that prayer list. And also do me a favor, comment, say praying with you, just to let everyone else on the team know 
that you are part of the launch team. Fourth, be a part of launch team Thursdays. Every week, the students and the adults of our local church are reading through Pastor Phil Pringle's book, You the Leader, one of the best leadership books I've ever read in my life. I've read this book three or four times now and excited about reading it again. And every Thursday posted on social media, I will highlight a portion of the next chapter that stood out to me. What I'm asking you to do is to jump online on Thursdays, watch that brief video, five minutes or less, and maybe digest the, the idea that stood out to me. But then I'm asking you to copy and paste maybe your favorite quote from the chapter from that week, or maybe your favorite insight. And in doing so, not only will we have a dialogue, but other team members will see you commenting. Now, again, uh, the, the team on the bench, they might not be out on the field, but on the bench, they still participate in what's happening by cheering on their team. And I'm just asking you to comment on these social media platforms with this content so that there is the noise of your voice cheering the team on, helping us all to know it's game time, let's win. Fifth, be a part of team night. Now, every second Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. at Footprints Church, we're gathering all of our students and adults to step into team night, where we pray together as a team for our upcoming launch, where we dream out loud, where we update you on what's happening, and where we talk about some key team concepts. And we want you to be a part of that. Being a part of team night is only one night a month and it's a consistent night, the same uh, Wednesday every month. We want you to be a part of that because being there, being present, helps you to feel like a part of the team and will help the team to see you as a team member. So mark that on your calendar and be a part of that. Sixth, sign up to serve. Now that's gonna happen during the, the reservation process. As you go to register, there's gonna be lists of all the different ministries in our church and the subcategories, and you'll be able to select areas of interest. And I want you to officially go through that process again. It could be in the past, you've been on a team that wasn't the right fit, or maybe there's an area of interest that no one knew about that you actually have. You'll be able to let us know your areas of interest. And in the process, understand, just like the, everyone on the team mentioned regarding Jesus or mentioned according to Paul, being a part of the team means investing our time, our talent, and our treasure. Time, it's gonna take an investment. Your resources is good faithfully every week. And as you give to our, our Vision Builders Fund, it makes all of this possible. It requires generous giving to simply get a key to open the door, not to, not to mention all of the other things that need to be done to impact people's lives. And also your giving of your talent. And we'll help you to find your right spot on the team where your talent connects and God can use you for his very best and for his glory. And finally, as a member of the team, you're gonna get regular installments of team swag. That's right, this is the first item you'll get if you register, if you participate in these things, this coming team night, which is this week, Wednesday at 6.30, for everyone who's registered, you'll be getting your very own copy of the highly coveted neon orange team baseball cap. So get yourself registered. With, with everything that I have within me, 
I know that God has called us to this time and to this place, the who we are. And if we lean forward intentionally, forcefully, anointed by God, his hand upon our lives, committing ourselves to the task at hand, God is going to use us in remarkable ways. God is going to take what we do, what we give, what we attempt, and he is going to use it in ways that bring people in through the doors of our lives, in through the doors of the church, and into his kingdom to forevermore eternally change their lives and direct them towards his very best. So be a part of that. Be the team that I know that you are, that God's called you to be. So now as a team, as a family, let's celebrate communion. Let's celebrate our King who sacrificed everything so that we could be called sons and daughters, so that we could become teammates, so that we could become the team, amen? You know, as I hold these elements that represent communion, his broken body and his shed blood, the, the, the forgiveness of our sins, some of my favorite memories that uh, surround church are standing up in the front of the church, offering communion to our church family, and watching them line up in aisles as families to come up and receive a piece of bread, to dip it in the glass of juice, and for them as families to be able to pray together and thank God for his beautiful sacrifice. And it's always amazing. There's such a sense of appreciation and pride that I know both Rowena and I have always experienced looking into the eyes of families and greeting them as they would do this to know that this has made us one. This is what makes us team. This is what makes us family. This is what makes us sons and daughters, but then makes us brothers and sisters. And so with me, let's participate in communion. Father, I thank you so much for your tremendous gifts, your son's body broken for us. Father, I'm asking that this will not only be a symbolic act of remembrance, but a celebration of what is and what is to come. In the process, Lord, I'm asking you to heal as we take this bread, broken for our healing, heal relationships, heal families, heal broken minds right now in Jesus' name. Heal broken emotions, God. Heal broken thinking. We thank you for your body sacrificed for us in Jesus' name. And Lord, we also thank you for your blood, the forgiveness of sins, the life that washed away our dirty lives and allowed for a fresh infusion of your life living within us. I thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood. Bless these elements. Help us not only to be forgiven today, but as we step forward, help us to walk out our forgiveness, shameless, appreciative, and wise to the serpent's evil, wise to the wicked one's attempts to get us to re-engage in sin. Help us to walk as pure sons and daughters as we enjoy this symbol of your, your forgiveness and your transformation. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.